Hey ladies, welcome to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your host Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about putting the weight on God. So yesterday in church, um, our pastor had a sermon about taking like how much weight we usually carry by ourselves. And um, actually a while ago in a Bible study that me and Joss went to, we had an example of like carrying the weight and how it feels like when we carry the weight on our shoulders and it was with a uh, glass plate and three big rocks and it's just like okay carry it in one hand and then you can switch it to the other hand like for a short period but you can't like once you switch hands you can't switch back so you're just holding this plate and I gave up like right away I was like (laughs) the first ones give up but it's like how much weight we carry on our shoulders when we can just easily give it to God and I think the thing I get confused about though is like and I used to get, I'm getting better at this, but, like, how do we just give it to God? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I am getting better at it, like, just giving it to God and, like, trying not to worry. But what I do is I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it to God. I'm mm-hmm. giving it. And then it's just, like, my anxiety and all that stuff comes back. Like, the enemy wants to talk in your ear right away. And he's like, or his little spirits wants to talk in his ear, mm-hmm. your ear right away and be like, God didn't do it yet. He didn't mm-hmm. take it away yet. It's still on your shoulders because we didn't fully give it to God yet. Mm. So I think the process that I'm going through and learning about right now is like how to get the weight off my shoulders and give to God. And Pastor Robin said yesterday in the sermon, she was like, if you, what did she say? She was like, God has big shoulders. Like mm-hmm. he can take all the weight for you. Like you don't have to hang on to that anymore. And I was like, dang, that is good. Because we just hold it on us and our anxiety gets worse. And all of this stuff gets so much worse if we just hold on to these things Mm -hmm. when we could give it to God. Yeah. I think one of the main things that I've learned, like, so far throughout my faith is that nothing happens overnight. And I think I used to get really hard on myself, like, girl, you know this is wrong. Why did you just go back to it? Why did you just make that mistake again? And it's, like, just like how we still deal with our worldly things, we still deal with our everyday lives it's not going to be so easy just to be like, here, God, take it. I mean, it is, but at the same time, like, it's a process. Like, right. we have to continue to choose to give it to him. Right. We have to continue to choose to, when we go into new situations, not to take on that weight. Dude, that makes so, a lot of cause sense. Because it's like, if we don't learn how to give it to him, then when we enter into a situation, we're not, our first thought isn't going to be pray about it. Because that's our problem sometimes is we enter into situations that we don't pray about mm-hmm. and then we expect God to bless it. Yeah. And that's that's asking for our, us to carry the weight. Not yes. that we still can't give it to God, but we could have we gotten out of that situation a lot sooner if we just prayed about it and asked him about it first. Dude, and that's crazy you bring that up because I was reading, I'm reading in Proverbs right now and I still am. I'm reading, I'm a t- slow reader, so if I bring up Proverbs, so the next 12 episodes it's because I'm slow (laughs) anyways and it says that we just can ask God to come into the situations like before we go into situations and a lot of times we'll be like God why am I here like this sucks and it's like do you even ask God to be there Mm -hmm. so like we take the weight on our shoulders and we're like we got this like we're Mm -hmm. strong and then it's like no you're not girl like give it ask God to be part of this and he'll walk you through it but it's so much easier said than done oh yeah so much but one of the other things that Pastor Robin said too was that God didn't design us to carry it. 
He is designed to carry it. We're designed to follow his plan. So like he didn't design us to worry. He didn't design us to have fear. He didn't design us to have anxiety. Like those are not things that he ever gave us. Right. So that's not our burden to carry. And we can easily have it taken away from us if we just choose to like lay it at his feet. And what that means for me is just venting to him. Like how I would to my therapist, how I would to you, like venting to God, like being like, God, I can't do this right now. Like, can you please like come into this situation? Show me a way out. Show me a path out or like whatever. Go to his word. His word is filled with people who are broken and had anxiety and had fears and were going through times of extreme trouble and how God got them out. Like sometimes we just look at the Bible as like a textbook or like something so boring. But if we look at it as actual people, people that have which it is but like people who have gone through things people who have gone through struggles we can't just read it like surface level and be like oh this is from like a long time ago how could it ever relate to me if you really look into it it's situations that we're in people cheating people killing people lying like all these things are very much still real right it's just in somewhat different scenarios but it still relates and so when we go to his word and we see what he did for those people we can be like okay he can do that for me or that's what I need to do to get to this point because that's what they did in the bible so it's like you know we have to look to that for our guide sometimes and how to do things yeah and we're talking at one of our friend's baby's birthday parties this past weekend to one of the elders at our church and I was like how do you, like, get better with, like, overthinking and all that stuff? And she said, well, reading your word, it's supposed to renew your mind daily. Mm -hmm. So we sit here and we're like, all right, I'm having really bad anxiety. But, like, then I have to think back to what I did last night. And it's like, did I read my word and did I actually, like, was I intentional with reading my word? Or am I just like, gonna read today, mark it off my list. Like, that's not gonna, like, it'll, I'll get it in me, but it won't be, like, if I'm sitting there and, like, being super intentional and being, like, I want to learn today, God. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you got for me? Yeah, right. And, yeah, it's just, like, one of those things, but, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love when we always get to a point where you're, like, done talking, and I'm, like, please keep talking, because I didn't (laughs) think of an idea to talk about. (laughs) Um, I was gonna ask you, what's one of the examples of, like, a weight you were holding on your shoulders that you gave to God? Mm. Something like that. Oh, <laughs> you're like, this is a hard one. <laughs> well, I definitely think like control of my relationship. Like I have to choose every day to not control my life or my relationship. Like I have no control over the outcome of things. And so like if let's say, not now we don't struggle with this, but when me and Xavier first started dating, like I had a lot of issues that I was holding on from past relationships and feeling like well if I don't do this like this is going to be the outcome and like just thinking I could control the way our arguments went or the way that our relationship essentially went and that's just not how it works and so choosing to be like God like whatever happens this is yours I'm not going to worry about it because I know you already have it planned out however it's going to work out that's in your plan and I have no control over that so just realizing I don't have control and that re- that alleviates a lot of my anxiety because in any situation that I might get really hyped up about and I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, I literally just think to myself, I don't have control over the outcome anyway. Dude, like, and I never so did good. and I never will. So there's no reason in worrying about it because I know that however it's supposed to pan out, it will. Right. As long as I'm not doing anything unhealthy or against God, 
it will work out. Right, exactly. And how it's supposed to. Maybe not the way I think it's supposed to, but that's usually not how things go here. Exactly. Like it's, it's how God wants it to go. So, um, and I never even really realized it, but I do always do that. Like, I always think, like, well, this isn't in my control. This is in God's hands. Dude, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still learning how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, like we said in the beginning, it's like a process. Like, it's not something, like, we always revert going back to going to the gym. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not going to walk in the gym one day and be like, yeah, I'm finally buff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm super lean. Like, this and that. Like, it takes, like sometimes years to get to where you want to be and then something else comes but literally like your relationship with god it's like basically building like a friendship with somebody like me Mm -hmm. and joss granted we're a little bit different because we've known each other but like when we started hanging out again it like took time for us to be get like super close Mm -hmm. and then when we hit that it's like oh my gosh like this is what i needed yeah so it's just like that's what happens with god you'll be like one day you're just gonna almost wake up and be like this is exactly what i needed this is the whole part of me that was missing and it's like it's by learning how to do those things about getting the weight off us. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, forgive, asking for forgiveness, stuff like that. It's things that we constantly have to strengthen. Like, mm-hmm. and that's something that I feel like recently I've really been learning is, like I said, nothing's going to happen overnight, not even in your faith. Like, right. we, we all start out with just accepting God. Right. You know, like, it doesn't mean that we change every bad habit we have, but we took the first step and we accepted him. Right. And that's all he's asking because then he has room to work on us. He doesn't even expect us to be perfect overnight. He knows that's impossible for us. He yeah. created us way different than that, and he knows. Exactly. So, like, he just, he wants our hearts to be in the right place and he wants our intentions to be in the right place. And once that is there, he knows that the mistakes will come, but he knows that our heart was in the right place. Exactly. So when we fall into sin or when we fall into a mistake, not that it makes it okay, but he knows that we were trying. He knows that we meant to do better. Yeah. And we just, we slipped up. We tripped. And he expects that and he already knew that. Exactly. So, um, but just like anything, it is, it's a muscle you have to exercise. Like, okay, I'm not going to put this on myself. I'm not going to take responsibility of this. I'm going to, maybe responsibility isn't the right word, but I'm not going to take ownership of this worry, this fear, this these other people's problems because sometimes we only think about carrying our own weight sometimes we're carrying other people's Mm -hmm. weight and we're like helping this friend and we're helping this friend and we're stretching ourselves so thin and we're carrying everybody's weight everybody's worry we're everybody's therapist and sometimes it's like no right like you literally need to tell god take this right it's not mine and somebody at church actually told me this like take this from me. It's not my weight. It's their weight. Like when you hang out with somebody and they make you feel super drained and they just dumped all their stuff on you. Just be like, God, like this isn't mine. This is theirs. You're the only one who knows their situation. You're the only one who can truly help them. I give this to you. And she said to literally do the motion too. Like you're lifting it off your shoulders and putting it at his feet. That is like, really good. Because then you're you're getting that physical, like, you know what, this isn't my anxiety, this isn't my problem, this isn't my relationship, I give it to you, you know? Dude, that is really good. Yeah, super good. I had never thought of, like, thinking it that way, but I am one of those people where a lot of people come and vent to, like, yeah. just naturally. And I love being there for people, I love helping people, but as, a, as an empathetic person and as a feeler of mm-hmm. people... 
I get drained so easily. Right. Like, I just, I get so tired. And um, not that I don't want to help them, but sometimes it does just get tiring. Right. And so um, that advice really helped me because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like, I didn't realize, but I do carry people's problems with me when they vent to me. I feel like I need to, like, help them or fix yeah. the situation. And I can't even do that. Exactly. So it's not, it's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think what I'm trying to get better at is when something really bad happens, like, for example, like, this hasn't happened to me yet, but, like, if my car card were to get hacked, like, say that, like, <laughs> This my... hasn't happened to me yet? <laughs> Girl, stop planning for okay. it. <laughs> it! It won't happen, but an example of this is, like, if your card got hacked, okay? okay. <laughs> this is just an example. It's, like, there's nothing I can physically do in the moment besides just be, like, God, please help me through this mm-hmm. because I'm gonna start spazzing, mm-hmm. rather than being, like, like, if I start spazzing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this sucks, like, this and that, like, this is terrible, like, because I'm feeding it, my counselor just said to me today, she, or she said to me last week, and then we brought it up again today, anxiety feeds anxiety, so it's Mm -hmm. just like, I was actually having a panic attack on Thursday night, and I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, I think I'm having a panic attack, and she, and then literally it just started getting worse, and then I felt like I was gonna throw up, and like, just all this stuff, and she was like, it's because you're, like, feeding yourself, like, you're like, yep, I'm having anxiety like it's like so when I'm like feeding myself anxiety more and more anxiety I'm like rather than being like god please take this I'm putting this in your hand we're gonna have to take about care of it tomorrow there's nothing I can do with it right now I know this will all work out in my good because you're on my side always so it's just like learning how to get that off your shoulders and Mm -hmm. be like this is God's like not mine and I don't know maybe it'll help to me I'm talking about this with myself maybe it'll help like actually doing the motions of like getting it off my shoulders Mm -hmm. too like you said like this isn't my problems like Mm -hmm. literally like God this is all yours like Mm -hmm. please just take it away because if you don't I'm gonna go crazy I think just the pure realization knowing that we do not have control dude that is good like it will help because Mm -hmm. that's what honestly helps me like just realizing I have no control over anything I have no control whether somebody gets mad at me I have no control whether something at my job doesn't go right like or if somebody misunderstands me right and that used to be like a huge anxiety of mine like I felt like I have to constantly over explain myself so that everybody understood where I was coming from and nobody mistook any of my words Mm -hmm. and it's like, dude, like, even with this podcast, like, if we worried about every little word we said, if somebody was going to interpret it wrong, you know how much anxiety we dude, would get? literally. It's like, give people permission to not understand you. Right. Give people permission to, like, take your words wrong, because I know how I meant it. If exactly. If you take it the wrong way, then that's on you. Dude, when me and Joss first started this podcast, we would go through and, like, edit everything out. Do you oh, remember yeah, that? dude. And we're like, we got to make sure we don't say like not a like a lot. We would take out the little likes that It were... would take, like, an hour. Editing. And it finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm dreading doing this. I don't even care. Like, right. Let's just go with it. But we also used to take more breaks and stuff, that too. And true. that was the main part that I cared about. Because just imagine if we were just talking like this and all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> just like nobody talking for like a minute straight that would be so awkward to just listen Dude, to and then all of a sudden they're like okay is it still playing like, and it's it like used to those... take us like 20 million times to, to even start. start i'd be like hey ladies welcome back oh, okay i can't do this <laughs> and it would just be that like 20 times over and over yeah, I'm happy we're past that stage. Yeah, same. But so it's, stressful. like, literally, like, what you were saying. Like, it's, like, if we had to go back and edit everything, like, it's, like, 
No, like we we're just putting the and we literally pray every episode before this and say like God, we want this in your will. Yeah. Like we want you to speak through us. So it's like if God wants us to speak the way we're speaking, like then cool. If he approves of yeah. it, then that's all that truly matters. Well, and I think that's half the problem too and I guess now we're getting a little off topic, but that's half the <laughs> problem too is that we just are in a society where perfection is just, like, praise. Yep. Like, we don't have to be perfect. And, like, over-editing stuff, it doesn't make it relatable. Like, not that we're trying to be relatable, but, like, this is just us. And more people are going to relate to just our natural selves, our natural personality, the natural things that we say and how we talk versus us being, like, over-edited and perfect. Exactly. And never making mistakes or never tripping up on our words. That's not even normal. Right. In a normal conversation, a lot of people are like, wait, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, they trip up. So I think that's only natural, and it's more interesting to listen to. This is, like, how me and Kay just normally talk. Exactly. Like, literally, this is, like, a conversation that we would have even if we weren't recording. So I think that that, to me, is something I'm more intrigued to listen to versus somebody who's like yes and so tomorrow yeah like something so perfect literally and you brought that up because you were like I listen to other people's podcasts and literally like nobody edits it like the way we were yeah and so it's just like it's okay like I don't think anyone looks at you and well if they do there's something wrong with Mm -hmm. that but nobody looks at you and they're like oh I expect you to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I actually saw a video a while ago and it's just like I used to get, well, I still do sometimes, I get really bad anxiety when it comes to, like, thinking people are mad at me, and the girl was like, if they're mad at you, they tell you, and if they don't tell you, that's on them, that's not on you. Yeah. And I was just like, ooh, that is good, because we sit here and we stress about, oh, I think this person's bad at me, but it's like, why? Like, if they're mad at you, like, one, you can't, like, Joss was saying, you can't control it, and two, like okay like (laughs) oh I don't know yeah and it's so funny too because why do we care so much right like it doesn't matter if they're mad at you if you know that your heart was in the right place and you didn't mean to offend them like why does it matter exactly exactly I think it's because we have like we're carrying the weight literally Mm -hmm. back to like the beginning like we're literally carrying the weight of thinking like oh like this is all my like and I was just talking about this with one of my other friends, too. Like, Instagram creates so much anxiety for mm-hmm. so many people. I mean, social media in general, but I feel like a lot... I don't know if it's just my generation, but I feel like Instagram's, like, our spot. Like, that's yep. our social media. Everybody uses it. And um, it's just... Most of it's fake, first yeah. of all. And second of all, like, you feel like you're missing out on stuff that you're really not. Like, yeah. that person is probably not even on the beach anymore. They're just posting, like five months later of pictures when they were on the beach. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's fake. And um, not that people don't have fun lives, but I think even in general, our motivation for going on vacations and stuff is to take pictures, to post, to, you know, getting dressed up so that we can take a picture to post. Like, I don't know, ever since I deleted, like, I, I still go on every once in a while, but I don't go on my personal page anymore. I just go on the Save the Girls so that we can make posts and whatnot. But, like, my anxiety has lessened so much because I'm not comparing myself to other girls. I'm not worried about what party I'm at and what party I'm not. I'm not worried about if I'm on vacation. I'm literally just focused on my present life, and it helps a lot. And I used to, like, really, I'm getting better about it because I'm not on social media as much anymore, but I used to literally, like, babysit my niece and nephews. And it, like, honestly, thinking back on it, it's kind of sad because I would babysit them, but I wasn't, like, physically present like Mm -hmm. or mentally present like I was just like on my phone like snapchatting people and I'm like 
I'm missing so much. Yeah. Like, this is the only time this kid is going to be this age. Like, enjoy it. Like, if I literally sat and, like, played on my phone all the time, like, when, especially when I'm with my friends, I don't do that. My, like, love language is, um, quality time. Mm -hmm. So, for when I'm with people, like, their time means a lot to me. Yeah. So, like, me sitting there and, like, not being able to, like, pay attention to somebody and not get, like, I don't know, not saying I, like, I wouldn't care, I could care less if somebody was on their phone when we're together, but me, I'm, like, I'm hurting them. Like, See, I need... I care because mine is quality time, too. So, if I'm with you, like, I want you to be present in the conversation. I don't want to be talking to you while right. you're scrolling on your phone. Right. So, I... I'm the same way, though. Like, I don't like being on my phone really ever. I rarely am on my phone unless I'm at work listening to something. Right. But I don't just scroll on social media. I don't do that. It just, what good does that bring? Like, the only thing we're more caught. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do too. TikTok (laughs) is my jam. But um, other than that, like, I don't sit on my phone and I realized how much more present I genuinely am like how much life I'm like I was missing out on right because now I'm not just looking at my phone like I'm looking up and seeing my room and seeing the people that I'm around and engaging in conversation like it's crazy we don't realize how much we miss when we're constantly have our face Um, in our phone right and you like start looking at that and you're like oh my gosh like I don't know, like, I have goals, but it's, like, goals based on what I want now, not based on what I see everyone else doing. You know yes, what I mean? exactly. Like, we used to, you look at things and you're like, I want that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, I want it because I want it now, not because I saw somebody else have it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of dope. And granted, it might have came from that, like, seeing somebody in present tense being like, oh, that's super dope. Like, mm-hmm. I would love my life to be like that, but it's not just because I saw it on social media. Like, yeah, it's reality kicking in, and it's just... It's really helped, I think, in a way, my jealousy like and I think if we're all honest like we look on social media and we get kind of jealous or like envious of what somebody else has oh yeah and it's really helped that for me because now I mean I always am happy for people but on social media you do you just get that kind of like oh dang like why didn't I get that why'd she get that or like whatever and now it's like I can genuinely be like dude I'm so happy for you like have fun on that vacation like I hope you have a great time where like if you see people posting you're like dang I want to be there like why can't I do that it's you know what I mean it just changes things for me a lot and I really love like having a life without social media oh yeah dude and it's nice because then you can choose if you want to go on it yeah it doesn't consume and people like will try to message me on social media I'm like I literally tell everyone I'm like if you want to contact me text me mm-hmm. and if you have a problem texting me that's not my problem yeah like, right no I mean nobody I feel like maybe you're not that you're so much younger than me but maybe like a little bit younger you guys usually like talk on snapchat which I've always snapchat. found weird I'm I like, don't understand it we just text and see that's <laughs> like I don't understand it because everyone is like so big on snapchat and I'm like why yeah I don't know if it's because it's just like short things like and you can just like send pictures back and forth I don't know but like a lot of times especially I don't know if you've seen it with like your brother's friends and them I don't know if your brother yeah, like snaps he used to I don't think he really does social media much anymore either okay but they used to like send black screens or like it would be like the corner of their yeah, eye yeah and just like streaks or I'm whatever. Like, what's the point of that? My little cousin is like that, and I'm like, this is literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. No offense to people who do it, but, like, I just don't get it. It's like, and I used to really be, I'm judging, not judging myself, but, like, thinking back to myself, I'm like, I used to be obsessed with doing that. <laughs> now I look back on it, and I'm like, 
If you're not going to have a conversation with me, I don't want to Snapchat you back Or, like, my pet peeve would be if I would go on a date with somebody and they would ask, or, like, I'd meet somebody and they'd ask me to freaking get my Snapchat before my number. I'm like, this oh, yeah. is weird to me. Like, why wouldn't you ask for my number? Yeah. I don't know. Just no, like, I agree. Maybe I'm old school in that way, but I'm just like, I just See, think it's weird. I agree to, like, almost disagree in a sense because I feel like my number's more personal so, like, if Maybe I give you my, like, it snap, it, I can, like, block you on there and it's not a big deal. But, see, to me, if you want to get to know me, take should, my number. That is Like, true. If, I, if I think he's a sketchy dude, I wouldn't give him my number. But if I think you're a sketchy dude, I'm not going to give you my Snapchat either. Yeah, exactly. So, like, no, I don't exactly. know. I'm so happy I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Hashtag <and> game. Hashtag <laughs> ring. <laughs> but, no, literally, dude. Like, I don't know what it is, but I, it's, I think it's... Gen Z, are you millennial? Or are you? Gen I'm a Z? millennial. See, maybe that's what it is, cause Gen, I'm a Gen Z, so I think. Is maybe. that what Ethan is? Yeah, that's probably what Owen is too, right? Yeah, hmm. which I don't really understand the difference of them, but men, I don't even know how to say millennials. I say it wrong. You just the time. said it. Okay, but I used to say them. Yeah, me and Zay are both millennials okay. but i'm like i think i'm like the last year of the millennial i think so too but i'm happy that i'm not a gen z no offense no it's okay <laughs> i actually was seeing videos of gen this is kind of going off topic but uh, gen topic. z and it was like you haven't met gen z yet and i'm like Ooh, dude the tiktoks that crack me up are like gen z's as teachers no cap yeah. like all this stuff I don't even know all the language but it's like they'll like be talking to their students and be like girl no cap period and I'm like you that literally is gonna be like them that's gonna be what your kids get to grow up with I will be like never in a million years you're being homeschooled dude everyone tells me that about that like homeschool they're like you really want to homeschool your kids I'm like yes you do me too dude dude so bad I want, and I'm like I feel like everybody worries about the social aspect but I'm like, girl, I have friends. Yeah. Like, my kids will have other friends. And they're going to be part of sports and, and stuff. And church. Yeah, like, exactly. They'll be around people. It's not like I'm going to keep them freaking isolated. I just don't want them to be... I actually was listening to a podcast, and the girl... I don't know if I've ever said this before on here, but the lady like her story was like crazy and um the dad was like letting the kids listen to their like story and the mom she was like mom what's a pro or what's a stripper and she was like this is why you're homeschooled and when she said that I was like that is so true like the yeah. things you learn at such a young age in school is yeah. insane or like not to get too deep into it, but, like, the peer pressure in high school to have sex. Yes, I yes. know for a fact I would not have had sex if, like, I didn't feel like I was competing with other girls yep. in high school. Yep. And like, it I was know almost, for a fact. It almost was like you lost your virginity just to lose it. Like, yeah, it, it, like, it, I did not care deal. about that before my friends started having sex. And then my friends started having sex, and I was like, dude, maybe I should, too. Right. Let's get this going. Right. Like, Everyone else is doing it. And it's so, like, now looking back on it, I obviously kick myself. I'm like, girl, you had no idea what you were doing to yourself. Right. But yeah, I I just I always think about that as my daughter. I'm like, I do want to shelter my kids to a in a sense. I feel right. like growing up, like that was always like a bad thing. Like, oh, you're just sheltered. Like, no, I want my right. kids exactly. to be sheltered. I like, hope they are not from <laughs> cultural things right. or not from like you know certain things that are important to educate them on. But as far as like the worldly things, like having yep. sex prematurely and like all this other stuff, like cussing and mm -hmm. just being around like bad influences. Yes, for sure, I'm exactly. gonna shelter 
shelter my kids. Exactly. Because I want them to grow up the best life they can. And I mean, unless I found like an amazing like private Christian school where I like, but there's but always even gonna, there, yeah, it's like exactly. kids are tainted. Like everybody grows up with different traumas. Everybody carries that stuff. Exactly. So it's just like throwing a bunch of kids together that have problems. Like, exactly. no, thank you. Like, yeah. no, thank you. <laughs> my kid not for my here. daughter. <laughs> not for my angel. Right, right. <laughs> not that I think my kids are better than anybody, but I do. I want to be in control of how I raise them. Yes. No, know? I completely agree. I completely agree. I don't want somebody else teaching them something. That, yeah, absolutely not. I don't know. Anyways, we're clearly off topic. So, um, but I think that that was a good length. I kind of yeah. want to keep cutting them down just a little bit because sometimes I'm like, does people really listen to a full hour? Right, just, like, exactly. Me and you going back and forth, randomly <laughs> jabbering. Anyways, <Right>. <laughs> but as we always say, DM us any topics that you guys want to hear about. Yes. Um, we want to hear what you guys want to hear about because right. every once in a while, like me and Claire, like I have no idea what people <laughs> want to hear about, like. Or what they need help with or whatever. Um, so definitely DM us and follow us on Instagram at Save the Girls Podcast. Yes. And until next time, we will see you next time. Because we want to save, save the girls. girls.